we looked at the growth of faith, and here in Genesis 31, we're going to see that even a grown faith is not a perfect faith, that there is going to be still um, remnants of idolatry, quite literally, right now. Uh, I've wrestled with understanding this passage many times, so I'll just kind of give you my take, which I'm sure uh, is still missing some things. Why does Rachel take the idols? I don't understand why she takes them, because it's not like they've given her much, right? She was barren for so many years, and we assume, we, we, we see that she understands it was God who gave her uh, Joseph, and yet these idols hold value to her, and she has not let them go. We also see that Jacob is still at his trickster ways because he doesn't tell Laban he's going to leave because of, of his fear. We see that Laban is not all of that um, accurate either because he's coming out in violence and in anger. We see Jacob making a very rash vow in 31, which we know that God is, if you know the Bible, God is not <laughs> very uh, approving of these rash vows. We see Rachel lying um, and not for the same reason that Rebecca was with good intentions, but for pretty bad intentions. The way she hides the idols is she says, I'm on my period and I can't move. <laughs> and um, yeah, what the heck, man? Uh, and I feel like for me, my understanding of this is that God doesn't ask or require perfection. And we saw that with Abraham. We see that with Abraham. We see that with everybody's, Abraham, Moses, everybody's life. And yet here as well, God does not require perfection. And even this thing that is, you know, pretty heinous, if you think about it. It's like the second commandment, right? Don't make idols. And yet she takes these idols. Um, but then I think what we see here of God's redemption is this pillar that is made, this covenant that is made at the end, a witness that the Lord watches between you and me. Uh, and I feel like that's what Rachel was forgetting. I think her question was, if I leave this place to which I have grown my whole life and to which I have interacted with God, will God still watch over me? And perhaps the reason why she takes the idols is that. Not because they are straight up like other gods, but we know that Laban worshipped God, right? Worshipped Yahweh. Uh, or the God of Abraham at this point that hasn't been revealed as Yahweh yet. But maybe the way in which Laban understood God was through these physical idols. And for Rachel as well to take them is because I don't understand God in any other way. And I don't trust in God in any other way. And Jacob and Laban as well are like that. And because they make a, uh, a pillar that serves as a witness that God is still watching over them. Yeah, it's complicated. And for this woman who is a pillar of faith, who is one of the matriarchs, and for the man as well, for Jacob, 
um, how do we understand God? And how do we, what, is, what do we need to interact with God? Because the truth is, we, in Jesus, we don't need anything. Because Jesus has torn the veil and the Holy Spirit is with us. But when we don't understand that, we are going to hold on to certain things. And we're going to hold on to certain ways and certain sins and certain patterns of sin in our lives. When we don't understand God's true omnipresence. I hope that for many of you, whatever you're holding on to, whatever you're hiding whatever you're afraid of bringing to light, know that God is with you. Know that through Jesus' death and resurrection, through the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, God is with you. You don't need those idols. You don't need those patterns of the world. Even if they have brought you close to God before, um, it is not those things that are important. It is God himself that is important in your life.